When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, long-awaited Gina Views. On the show, we're going to learn all about her. OMG. For the record, before we started, you saw yourself in the camera thing. They put up the OBS on the screen so that you could see what you looked like. And you said, oh my God, I look like one of them girls you'd be interviewing. <laughs> I look like a rapper. A rapper's baby mama, maybe. A rapper's BM does not sound too bad. Some people would say that that would be not you taking full account for your capabilities. I don't want to see you just as a rapper's baby mama. I want to see Gina Views out here, Titan. I'm not that's right, Don't sell yourself short. And then somebody's baby mama. And then also somebody's baby mama. That's a good point. <laughs> or wife. That's the long-term plan. Yeah. Or wife. In about 10 years, maybe, I might. I'm ready. Um, okay, where are you from exactly? Let's go cross streets. This is so weird that I'm not sitting over there. Mm. Like, you picking up what I'm putting down? I'm picking it up. I'm very nervous right now. Pick it up, pick it up. Why? Because, like, even though we already have, like, our own relationship, this is, like, weird sitting on this side with you on that side mm. with the lights and, like, I mean, I've sat at this table. Right. Hundreds of times, right? Hundreds? The mad lady, the mad lady made it to hundreds? It was maybe 40 sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe tens of times. <laughs> tens of, dozens of times. Dozens of times. Definitely dozens. Maybe. Maybe not hundreds. Maybe, maybe low dozens. But right. it's just, I don't know, it's just like weird. But I'm from LA. Um, I went to Washington High School. That's in the hundreds hood. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's how you've been knowing Draco for a long time? Yes. Really? We went to middle school and high school together. Really? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what what was he like in middle school? Draco was a jerker. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, Draco was a jerker, jerking, transitioned to a uh, flocker. Ah. The foreign whip crasher. Yep. And yeah, that was Draco. He okay. was always cool, quiet, you know, mind his business. But this isn't much. about Draco. This is about you. Yeah. What What were you like? Oh, rest in peace, Draco. Rest in peace, Draco. What What were you like in like elementary school or what, what kind of... What was it like growing up in this environment? Um, I don't really remember elementary, uh, middle school, high school. I've, I've like kind of been like popular my whole life. Okay. Um, Social butterfly? Yeah. Yeah. I Gossip? Guess. No. 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 Um, I was a yearbook editor in high school. Oh. I was in senior class council, leadership, newspaper. Um, I cheered before. I didn't cheer in high school. I cheered Pop Warner for Snoop Dogg's League. Mm. Um, yeah, that was me. That's Gina in high school. So you had your head screwed on straight. Yes. A lot of I didn't girls have a choice. Don't. Why? Why didn't you have a choice? Because my dad was strict. Your dad was very strict. Mm-hmm. What was your mom like? I didn't grow up with my mom. Really? Yeah. So I did not grow up with my mom. The majority of my life, my dad raised me. Um, my big sister, my grandmother. My mom has not been in my life my entire life. What was she been up to? Mm, she doing what she do. She wilding? Mm-hmm. Really? Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you try to stay out of it? Is this I um so I have a very very dysfunctional family. Okay. Um 
I have everything in my family from crackheads, crack dealers, rapists, um, a lot. Really? It's a lot. So my family, I would say, adds on to 90% of the stress in my life. Really? So the way that I keep my head on straight and just stay focused on what I'm doing is just disconnect from everybody. Uh-huh. Did you always... Uh what what kind of upbringing did you have with your dad? He pushed you to, he, he thought you could be something? Um, or, or at least wanted you to fall in line and you want me to keep stay, it real? stay out of trouble? <laughs> My daddy didn't even know what I did up until last month. Okay. As far as like what I'm doing in LA. His idea for Gina's success was to go to school, go to college, get a nursing degree, become an RN, or mm. do something in like dental or medical because all the women on his side of the family are the nurses or doctors, therapists, things like that. Okay. So when Safe I would, bet. yeah. Hmm. So when I would tell him like, no, like daddy, 106 and Park is my favorite show. I want to host 106 and Park. I want to be on the BET Awards. I want to hmm. do this and that with music. It was like, ah, Gina, no, go and right. do something that's going to stick. Uh huh. When did that start to creep into your head? Like, oh, maybe I could do something in entertainment. Um. I just felt like my whole life, that's what I was supposed to do. It didn't feel like anything else. Now, when I first enrolled in college, I did go for the nursing program just because uh-huh. that's what the fuck my daddy said to do. Right. But like, just as I was there, it just didn't, it just didn't fucking make sense. What is the, what's the class? Is it anatomy? Anatomy? Is that a class? Anatomy? Sounds like Anatomy it. is a class, right? Yeah, they point at a body and they say, this is this organ. Have, I had to learn about every single bone. Okay. That sounds well, like anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn about every single bone. I had to, um, there was like courses where they said I was going to be like drawing blood. I'm super scared of just seeing like a lot of blood at once. Really? And it was just shit to where it's like, this not for me. Like okay. I would run into old teachers and things like that from high school. And they, oh, what are you doing with yourself right now? Oh, I'm going to school for nursing. And they'd be like, no, that's not for you. They thought that you were meant to do something creative? Yes. Really? I've been told my whole life I have a radio voice. Ooh. Okay. What you think? I don't know if I ever told you that, but you maybe I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an insult. You have a face for radio? No, a Anybody radio. Anybody ever tell you that? No. Do not say thank you. That's, that's a, a fucking diss. insult. Yes. I just thought you insulted me low-key, but I'm like, oh, no, he's getting somewhere with this. I was picking up what you was putting down. <laughs> oh, okay. You picked it up. <laughs> um, but wait, were you, when you were like in junior high and stuff, are you really in tune with the local music scene and what's going on in hip-hop and stuff? I didn't even really get into music like that until I heard, well, I've always been into music as far as like on some like just West Coast, my dad listening to Tupac, West Side Connection and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But where I got like heavily into lyrics, which influenced me to do ciphers and stuff like that was when I heard Pussy Money Weed Mm. by Lil Wayne. Basically, one of my friends was like breaking down the bars to me and it just fucking blew my mind that somebody's minds can their pen could be so crazy that they can write something that actually means something else and then that could kind of mean something else and it can be flipped six, seven ways the way mm-hmm. Lil Wayne does it. Right. And um, after that, I forget what song Lil Wayne and Fabulous had, but that made me get into Fab. Fabulous, I already knew him for like the love song, So Into You To Me and songs with Lil Mo and shit like that. So these are the early days of you not fucking with LA rappers. You got into <laughs> it because of, a, of a rappers from everywhere besides LA. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. 
So you just I started got, showing love to the West Coast because they just happened to be around. But you, re, no, you really well, love Fabulous. No, no. Well, yeah, that's my favorite rapper for really? sure. Yeah, okay. Fabulous is my favorite rapper. Shout out to Fabulous. He just posted me. Um, he posted me breaking down his bars. Ah. But it's not about Fabulous. Maybe he'll post you breaking down him breaking down your bars. That right would here. be fire, huh? Can you get him up here for an interview? Can Laura? Laura? Laura, I'm sure Laura sent him. He doesn't do DMs. many interviews. Yeah. F A B O. L O. Okay. Okay. I like that you know that you know picking up. What I'm I live in do. New York when he was coming out. Okay. I, I was tapped in. Okay. Yeah. You fuck with Fab. Though. I fuck with Fab. Okay. Um. Yeah. So the way that I even began to well, I've always fucked with West Coast artists because all of people that I like grew up with and stuff were doing music. So the easiest thing and the most convenient thing was to shed light on the West Coast was to do a cipher mm. and get all these people that I fuck with and grew up with and who rap and stuff. But and that was the first up. thing you thought to do was like, let's do a cipher and not like maybe I could help make a song or maybe you were no. like, no, I'm going to get everybody together and we're going to do yes. a cipher. That was my way of putting everybody on one track to mm. do a song that okay. I fucked with and that I thought were like really, really like talented. Like these niggas could go crazy and I feel like the world needs to hear them. So how'd you even go about starting the process of doing that? Well, uh, so Ruchi was one of the first people who was in the mm. cypher. Um, Leswood, Panda, Dean Risco, Tommy Sketch, Spitfire, Steviana. Um, I did one interview with Steviana and I dropped it on my birthday and she freestyled on the interview and from there a lot of like up and coming artists was like how do I get on here how do I get on here mm. just because it wasn't nothing else like that going on in LA for up and coming artists at the time and what year are we talking 2014 okay and shit from there it just became like Gina's the cypher girl mm. and yeah that's mm. dope yeah thank you what, what problems did you run into though trying to put that together especially being a woman uh, in this masculine dominated scene the problems that i've just ran into just doing those ciphers over of course of what four or five years during that time was a lot of people were flaking on me mm. so especially when you have to get all these people together right yes yeah one person flakes it kind of fucks, the, it whole fucks thing up. the whole thing up and it's like dang this is somebody who i'm banking on like my life depends on this verse mm. like that's how i used to feel and yeah people would flake People like I was, I was also grieving my sister during the time too. So she passed in 2014, the day that I shot the first episode of my show. What happened? Her boyfriend beat her to death. Wow. Yeah, he goes up for parole next year, so I'm kind of waiting for him to. But yeah. Holy shit, that must have been hard to take. Yeah, it was hard. Um, it was hard. That's your only sister? No, she's my oldest sister. Okay, how many sisters? Ten years apart. Um, Ten years apart. Wow. Three sisters. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, three sisters. Now, was there ever a chance of Gina getting in trouble? Or were you always, like, kind of on the straight and narrow, like, always wanting to do something good with your life? Um, you no, know, I've never, I wasn't a bad kid. Okay. I was, I mean, I had fights and stuff like any other kid, but, like, I wasn't a bad kid. I listened to my parents, whatever the hell my daddy told me to do, I did it. If I couldn't go out, it was, I didn't sneak out. Mm. Like, I just, I fucking listened for the most part. Right. But, um, I mean, I done snuck around and did some things before. I'm not no <laughs> angel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of my impression of you is that if you are getting into any fuck shit, you do an immaculate job of not letting me or AD or anybody really seem to know. 
you're kind of a mystery. Like I threw your name in the group chat earlier. I'm like, anybody know anything I should ask Gina about people she <laughs> dated back in the day? Any bullshit she ever been involved in? No, uh, nobody really had anything. I try to move like I've already fucked up or there's already an issue and I'm cleaning it up already. Mm. And I don't want to like, I'm so terrified of something happening, like me doing some dumb shit and it lives on my record for the rest of my life. You know, mm. like, so even like with the guys that I date, I'm like super cautious with like even telling friends about them or anything just cause I just don't want to be attached to nothing, nothing bad and nobody bad. Really? Yeah. See, cause a lot of people kind of look at it like, it's not such a bad thing if I get into some beef or I get in a skirmish or I get into some weird altercation or whatever because, hey, if everybody has to talk about me at some moment, you know, it might be kind of <laughs> negative in the in the meantime, but ultimately I'll be able to make something out of that energy. No, I'm, I'm super scared of different type of spotlights. Like, I love positive spotlights, and I'm scared to be the person who is dealing with a lot of, like, Right now, like since Matt Lately or whatever, like now I'm getting used to it, but I get hella trolled. Mm. And it's so much pressure and just reading like a bunch of freaking people contacting you and saying, I'm sure you go through it all the time, you know? But like, I, I just don't, I want to stay away from all of that type of shit as much as possible. Right. Yeah. But you were always pretty conscious of that. Like, have you always known that in order to be respected as a woman in the rap world that you were going to have to move very deliberately and not get known for certain shit? Um, the thing about it, like with the whole, with that is that I have never been the girl that the guys are like kind of on and looking at. Like, I really? kind of just got cute. <laughs> like, I've been a little brother my whole life. But like, I feel the energy from a lot of the rappers who come in here where they're either flirting with you or I could tell that you had a little flirtation before. Like, there definitely is some energy towards Gina from some of the guys who come in here. And I see you, like, you're, you're, you're fucking with them. You're, like, messing with them a little bit, but you're not fully, like, allowing them to just straight Mac to you. Well, the thing, too, is, like, when I'm here... It's a it's a thin line between me being Gina views and me being Regina. It's like mm. when I'm sitting right there, I'm the social media, you know. Nobody has ever called you Regina in this office. Yeah, don't do that. It's always Gina. <laughs> Please don't. I had never even thought about putting an RE on your name before. <laughs> it's a little weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't. Okay, Regina. I try not to like, I just want to be professional, you know, when I can. But then sometimes I forget like, oh shit, like I'm not only an employee, I'm a personality too. Mm. So I need to kind of smile a little bit. Like when, uh. Was it Troy Ave that came here? And he was like, hi. Was like, oh, <laughs> shit, hi. <laughs> like, oh, he wanted fuck. you to smile at him. <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting there with a straight face. Hey, what's up? You right. know? And I realized, I'm like, oh, my fucking. When Bobby Schmerder came in, too. I walked out the bathroom, tried to walk past him, dip behind him. Why are you trying camera. to dip behind him? You ain't trying to figure out what's going on with Schmerder? The thing is, like, I'm at work. Mm. You know? Like, I don't know. But it's still, it comes off as very fucking rude. Right. Like, for me to just walk past a rapper and just not even, like, acknowledge it, especially when I'm somebody. I might want to interview them one day, you uh -huh. know? But, yeah. Yeah. So, in your mind, because we still haven't dropped it, so we still don't 100% know what the reaction is going to be to the very, very interesting podcast that happened the other day with you and Boogie. Yes. In your mind, is that a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a risk, like even just the fact that because <laughs> to me, the fact that you guys were sitting there and acknowledging that you had flirted or like kind of talked in this way was like, oh, shit, like I have not seen this side of Gina. I haven't seen 
what Gina in a relationship or something sort of kind of <laughs> like, a, even close to a relationship is like, I was like, you could see in the interview that I'm just sitting there with my jaw kind of dropped like, oh, damn. Where's this going? There's huh? some actual tension here. This is crazy. No, Boogie does that type of stuff all the time. So To other people or just you? No, with me. Okay. Like, it's all, it's a joke to both of us. Mm. Well, I, it's a joke to me. I think it's a joke to him, too. He'll post me on his story and say, oh, happy birthday. I love you. Or congratulations, love you. Or he'll tweet like, oh, I love Gina. Or, you know, but... Mm. I think it's just super friendly or whatever. Right. At the end of the day, he looked like my daddy. But don't you feel like you you did? You showed me the photo. He does look like your dad. <laughs> but don't you feel like he's kind of like gauging you? Like he's he's testing you. He's checking the temperature for sure. Yeah. Because if the temperature from you, oh man, I used to be the king of that. If I fucking <laughs> felt like a girl might like me, I would just like, you know, try to figure out the things I could say to her to gauge if she yeah, actually yeah. was fucking with me. Like, is it actually worth me taking her out to dinner? You yeah, know, he boogie is like a uh, um, what is it called when people like light the fire? What, what's that term? An arsonist. <laughs> Not that one. He's an arsonist. <laughs> LAPD investigate him. He's like a okay. I really can't think of the term, but it's when they be like, oh, you like poking a bear or like mm. whatever. Like he's just really trying to see if it's clear or not. I don't fucking know. Boogie is just that's my that's my friend. That's also one of my. He's in my top uh, five. Really? Yeah. So you meant that? You weren't just saying that? No, no, no. Boogie's really in like my top five. Like, What's your top five out of LA look like? Um, Boogie, Reason, Bino, RJ, and Blast. So you don't put the the big names in this top five? No. Kendrick, don't make your top five. Wow. Oh, don't do that. Cut that part out, Lord. No, leave it <laughs> in. <laughs> this is important information. So no. you're just so tapped in with the underground, though, that you don't even want to give the king his flowers? No. I mean, Kendrick is dope, but me as a representation of... Hold on, I got to post with on now. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to wait till you're talking until your mouth is like eight inches wide. Ah, and that's the thumbnail. <laughs> um, no, Kendrick is definitely the king of... Los Angeles mm. but my top five I want to be realistic and say people who I listen to people who I'm really getting in the car and playing mm. I listen to Kendrick when he drops love what the fuck he puts out but people that I'm like constantly listening to are the people that I name mm. okay fair enough mm. Roddy don't make the top five I think I'm LA a, has a weird relationship with him. He's, he's yeah. really popular, but then people don't talk about him like he's from LA that much, usually. My top five and LA's Mount Rushmore is two different things. This is fair. You That's like fair. that? Yeah. It sounds like I'm media trained? No, but because like if you were to ask me the top five rappers that I've listened to right now, it would be totally different uh -huh. than who are the best rappers. Like who are the, the, yes. mo the most elite rappers, mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes there's overlap. Roddy is definitely going down in LA as a legend. Right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I listen to Drake way, way more than I ever <laughs> listened to Kendrick. Yeah. Well, early on Kendrick might have. I listened a lot of Kendrick early on. But like, you know, the last couple of years. Last album. I listen way more Drake than Kendrick. But if I were to make a top five uh -huh. of LA's top rappers while Drake was still alive, I would still have to put Kendrick above him just mm -hmm. because of you know the influence and the size of what he was doing because when you but do on the, a personal list I would have put Draco on top right when you do the top five of like LA it's so many things you have to consider mm. but then when your personal top five it's, it's easier like, yeah it's easy. less considerations mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so okay 
you're getting into the rap world. How much of like street shit plays into this? And is that something that you were like <gasps> around a lot early on or? Yeah. So like I said, I grew up in the hundreds. Right. Um, I've been, I've been in some shit. Really? I've been shot at. At I've, what age? <laughs> uh, what age haven't I? <laughs> so you just stay getting shot at? Not like me just literally getting shot at like somebody, you know. But right. if I'm like in the midst of whatever the fuck is going on or just right. happen to be like a bystander or I'm with the people who are, you know, it's happening to, then like I've, it's, it's happening So you're before. not no, I'm not an op. No. No, I'm not. Somebody's I'm op. I'm well connected and well respected. You're around ops. <laughs> Somebody, everybody got an op. Right. But you get what I'm saying? Was that something that you had to like consciously be like, I don't want anything to do with that early on in your life? Like, did you ever have to make that clear to anybody? Um, what's so crazy is, and this is so fucked up, and I think that this literally comes with the whole just growing up in LA and just being literally like traumatized. You grow up thinking that shit is normal. Really? As far as, like, it was a shootout at my graduation in high school. Really? The first day of me checking into uh, high school in ninth grade, it was a freaking rumble in every single, like, corner of the <laughs> of the yard. Right. And the school was on lockdown. Somebody was stabbed there. Like, it was, it was like, so much stuff that, like, just growing up, it's like, oh, this is fucking normal. This is regular. And it really felt normal, like... You you just said okay that shit that just happens and I'm gonna try to navigate around it and avoid it. I'm a, I'm always like I'm very um, I avoid confrontation as much as possible if I can. So if I sense like some shit is like about to go on, then mm -hmm. I can like easily just kind of like slide my way up out of there. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, um, I I done I done been around some things and it's not even just like in school. Like like I said, I have a very fucking very dysfunctional family. Right. My family was on the news because my auntie's house got raided. And I'm laying in laying in my cousin's bed. We all watching TV, watching Matt uh Matt lately. <laughs> watching like everybody. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> everybody tuned in under the covers. <laughs> watching Mad TV. Right. And oh. the police ran in. And well first before the police ran in, the person that was chasing ran in with his hands cuffed and hid in the closet and he just went like that. And then shit, the police ran in right afterwards, and it was like, and, and you, we and just sitting there. You're how old? I was six years old that day. And you're just keeping your mouth shut, like. Mm -hmm. I was so lost at what the fuck he was doing. Right. That it was like, what, like what's going on right now? Right. I'm six years old. You right. know, it's like, what's going on? The police run in right afterwards. They grab him. They leave. Whatever. We go outside. Oh, they they found we, him. Yeah. Okay. He was just right there in the closet. <laughs> right. It doesn't. <laughs> it was sound. the worst hiding spot in the house. <laughs> if the cops are gonna run in the house, they're probably gonna check the closet. <laughs> they're probably yeah. gonna check the closet. They've done this before. It was literally like they just came in and oh, there you go. Right. Just ran straight to her. But um. Yeah, like it's hella. I remember when my when my cousin got shot. I was probably like seven years old then, and we was just running down the street. And he's a blood. It was in the in the blood neighborhood. Uh -huh. We're we're walking down the street, just regular, just kids, you know, just outside playing and shit. And then we like see a car hit the corner right in front of us right. and just start shooting like right. I fell right there. I still had a scrape on my leg to this day. Holy shit. Um, so even getting in high school and middle school and seeing stuff, it was kind of like I was already conditioned that, like, this shit happens. You, you know? feel like you're traumatized because of some of the shit you've seen? Um, I, I I don't think I'm traumatized. I think I'm numb to it. Mm. And I think that that's a problem. Yeah. That 
when people die, like if I see some shit on the timeline, it'd be like, like I'll, I'll, I'll probably be hurt by how it happened mm. more than the somebody actually like passing away. You right. Know? Um, the brutality of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like that would be was like, what the fuck versus it actually the, the person dying. I don't realize how fucked up it is until I see somebody else close to me and one of their friends dies mm-hmm. and I realize how much longer it affects them and how much like more mental energy they put into it mm-hmm. and then i think about people i've been really close with who've died in recent memory mm-hmm. and how very feel- little of my thought process like was used on it like i, yeah. I mourn them and i'm just i close the door really fast yeah. on it because shit just keeps happening and we're just so in tune with the news and people are getting mm-hmm. into situations all the time and then that makes me feel like fuck like Am I just like too numb to this at this yeah, point? Yeah. yeah. I knew I knew when like I said, my sister passed in twenty fourteen. When she died, like I knew that she she passed the day that we were doing the first episode of my show. Okay. I woke up the next morning, got the information, and I remember within that time the um editor was like still texting me, Hey, what's going on? Uh I need this, I need that, you know, right. whatever, A, B, and C, because life still goes on. And when I realized that life still goes on when somebody passes, like I'm breaking up with my boyfriend while planning a funeral. Wow. Like my family is getting into it. We got, it's just like just hella stuff is going on around me that it's like life does not stop when someone fucking dies. Like, mm. and I probably didn't even, I, I'm, I'm still mourning her to this day, mm. but it's like, you just, it's, when you realize that, when you fucking die life is still going to happen it's like live your fucking life mm. and do <laughs> whatever it is that make you happy and that you want to do and because life is going to still fuck the world is still going to fucking spin around mm. like you know definitely <sighs> yeah so did you early on have to like start acknowledging the politics when you're doing these ciphers and shit because obviously there's a lot of yeah. rappers who can't really be around each other so do you end up doing like the blood cypher the hoover <laughs> cypher the crip cypher um yeah I'll, i've always been like mindful of who i um have around um especially too because a lot of people knew what school i went to mm-hmm. so they knew oh gina's the the, the crip girl she be with the crips when mm-hmm. people see me I'm, oh i see your boy bino and it's like what the fuck do that got to do with me right <laughs> but <laughs> like, so you were what? with the crips from early on i mean i went to school with them okay but you never wanted to be partnered up with nobody no i wouldn't game bang look at me but you come in wearing a fucking yankees hat half the time i like the yankees you do <laughs> why why it's, would you it's cool baseball you're a team. baseball fan yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> interesting <laughs> but the you could Yan- be the yankee hat looked like the la hat to me it no <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing it looked like twins la is the, the cl- closest thing to a neutral hat it's like the spider-man's looking at each other to me you picking no. up what i'm putting down no no. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm not picking it up. The NY hat is very controversial out here. But nobody ever tripped on you for your hat? Uh, no. You watch enough Xavier TV videos? That you're like, <laughs> no, I know what's going on. I've been in enough lids. He is not the... He not the uh, He's not the official <laughs> spokesperson for He's this. not the spokesperson. But Flacco's always asking us like about the hats and stuff. And I'm like, why do you need to wear a hat? I actually... Flacco should just stick to like a plain dad hat. I mm. think that would be really you know because that allows you to be put in a certain box if you want to be a a peaceful neutral guy out here you rock your little dad hat Mm -hmm. maybe get yourself some vans 
I'm not as soon even, as you start wearing Jordans. I'm not even sure, though, at our age, if the hats are even like a thing. Because it's like, what hoods are you going in to wear? Yeah, that's you know, what I told him. You know, you're disrespecting somebody. He like, asked me when he first came here, like, what, what hats do I need to worry about? I'm like, in Burbank? None. <laughs> and also, Flacco, everybody here, including me, looks at you and does not think you seem like a L.A. <laughs> gangbanger. He got to stay so. off Xavier TV. Yeah. You can, if you're not in nobody hood, like, I don't, yeah. you know, right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, take us into, you start doing these ciphers, but you, you mm-hmm. were doing interviews even back then, right? Because I think you might have, like, the oldest Draco interview, right? Uh, yes, I do. Really? Um, I think there's, Cyprus might, his interview might be either right before mine's or right after mine's, but okay. we definitely interviewed Draco within, like, the same um, time span right but that interview was from 2015 i think um so yeah i was doing interviews in 2014 the audio was super trash quality is horrible they're all archived right now Mm. (laughs) you would not find them on youtube except for draco's right but um yeah i was doing interviews and pretty much i was just putting out the content that i wanted to see Mm. that's it i felt like there weren't any platforms at that time you had to either be viral enough or at the cusp and right about to get signed or just got signed for like a lot of like the radio stations or you know stuff to interview these people and people wasn't really respecting the west coast at that at that mm. point i don't feel like this is like a weird like 2014 dark period yes throughout the early 2010s mm-hmm. after after yg we didn't really like see like that many big waves coming out of la i mean you could look at like odd future yeah not not everybody's gonna put them in the same box yeah but yeah there's definitely like not that much media going on at the time which is hard to even remember that Mm -hmm. because now it feels like holy fuck there's a million like random dudes in la that have iphones or dslrs trying to figure out some shit to make Mm -hmm. content about never mind some drama to talk about yeah at at that time too uh 106 and park was ending well they didn't end yet but they were they went into like this weird transition where they didn't have like a permanent host mm. and they were like doing people were getting their interviews and like doing their trials on the show. Mm. Like it was live. Like you're you can tell these people are they're getting tested out mm. like right here and there. And um, I remember they had the auditions and I wanted to apply and I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to give them? Mm. Like I don't have nothing to give them to say, oh, you know, I do interviews. I wasn't doing interviews yet. So that was a reason why too, I was like, oh, I need to create my own. Thing so I can have something to show people. I can't just tell people that I'm interested in doing interviews or, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't have nothing to, I don't have my resume is blank. Right. But you like realized that there was some value to being a content creator early on? Um, For me, then it wasn't even about being a content creator. It was about having something, having a blueprint to show a network so that I can get a job as a host. Right. I didn't even realize in the moments of doing it that I'm a content creator, mm-hmm. that I, I have a camera. I have a show. I'm putting this stuff out. To me, it was just like, I need something to give these people so that they can fuck with me. Right. Versus me creating something for myself to, you know, creating a show or a platform. And you never wanted to be a rapper? (laughs) Who who you talk to? Nobody told me that. I just, looking at you, I'm I'm realizing you had all this creativity. You had all this energy. You put it into documenting rappers, but it would make sense if you were like, oh, maybe I could be the rapper. Uh, I thought about doing music. Right. I might have a song somewhere. A song or a video? It's just a song. Oh, okay. Just a song. But it wasn't for you? 
It's, it's me rapping on the. You're singing or rapping? I'm in the studio rapping. On some gangster shit or. <laughs> I, I, I oh, really? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Coming soon to an episode of the No Jumper Show. We might have to crack that open and research it. And <laughs> you will never find out. Break down every bar. <laughs> if you've got the Gina archives, feel free to get in touch with us. Laura, cut this part up. <laughs> <laughs> um, wh- wh- when did you first meet AD? What are your early memories of him? Um, my early memories of AD were... Was it Juice video shoot? You went to his video shoot. I went to the yeah. Juice was like booming. Like, and this isn't the like video a, shoot that got shot up. No, no, okay. this one didn't get shot up. It was like booming. It was like the biggest thing in the city. Like AD was just going freaking crazy. Mm. And no, I did not meet him at his video shoot. I met him at a fashion trend in Carson, and it was around the time of my birthday. And at some point, all of my friends had reached out to like all the rappers in the city and asked them to make me a happy birthday video. Mm. And um, I was driving into the fashion trend with one of my friends who already knew him. And um, he stopped us. He said hi to me. And I'm like, he knows me. Like, what the fuck? Like, but he was actually spoiling the surprise. (laughs) (laughs) He probably doesn't even know this. I don't think we ever talked about that. He was spoiling the surprise because when we pulled off, I was like, how does he know me? And then she was like, girl. Everybody, you know, no, everybody didn't know me at that point. But That's such an AD type that, thing to do. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. He spoiled the surprise. So later on, I had found out that because um, I had asked him, like, like what was the whole thing with all these videos and stuff? Because something happens where the videos didn't come out. Right. They didn't show it at the party, but I ended up seeing it later on. Okay. And I'm like, how the hell did y'all get this? Like, what? You know, and then she was like, that's why me and AD was looking at each other like that because he was about to say something and I was trying to like change the subject, whatever, you know. Uh-huh. I didn't, I was so, didn't know what the fuck was going on right. while it was happening that we, I just didn't even get into it, you know. But later on, she told me, like, but you never interviewed AD early on? I, I have an AD interview. Oh. I have an AD interview. I don't think I ever put it out, though. Oh. Yeah, I have an AD interview. AD is actually on the commercial of, uh, I mean, not the commercial, like my little sizzle reel. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. He wasn't worthy of coming out on your platform at that time? AD flaked on me ah. on two ciphers. <gasps> yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. You blame it on the alcohol? He can't do that no more. As soon as that sentence came out of my mouth, I was like, wasn't that a song? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it was. He didn't show up, but there's no hard feelings. He made up for it. Right. Does that kind of blow your mind to see him being like a full-blown content creator doing a weekly podcast, Twitch stream, and all this shit now? No, because AD's always been like a star to me. Okay. Like, he's just always just been like, had like star power, just the way he talks, the way he projects himself. Right. I'm surprised that he's doing it like on a platform, but to me it was like every time I just saw like AD is just a. Remember how? Remember how I said when we had seen Drake, he had a halo. <laughs> Drake had a halo. When we was at the battle. He did have, have a glow it was about like he him had that like it was a, just like whoa. Yeah, like AD just looks like a star to me. Like that's is it just, the teeth? It's probably got to do with the teeth. Or the fake beard. His beard is not fake. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just for men. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's kind of crazy because like when I look at AD now, he fully has the fucking content creator 
mind yeah. disease that like he can't he knows now he's like yeah i'm gonna get on twitch and i'm gonna talk about this shit yeah. and it's like it would be very hard for him to not think about the world like uh-huh, that now yeah. that he knows that he can get a dope ass check from his mm-hmm. youtube channel or whatever just from talking about shit that's basically like his life or like shit that's going on in the culture you know once you kind of see that it can it, a lot of that can have to do with too, like the influence of adam 22 Oh, yeah. Like you didn't taught me a lot. Like yeah. you, like I know. Like when we had did the first interview for the social media, I'm like, oh yeah, I know how to use social media. I've done it before or whatever, but I have not done it to this capacity. Mm. So even how you had told us, like when there's a story, pick the most interesting thing or the the biggest part of it and create a headline from it. Mm. Or how you'll be like, this won't do good, but this will do good. And it's like I kind of take that with me because at first I was just coming in thinking like, oh, everything that a rapper does, we're going to post it. Mm. And it's like it's not that. Right. What did you say that day? You said the story is the story bigger than a person. You know what I'm talking about? Big story, small person, or or big person, small story. Yes. So if Playboy Cardi, if we have a video of him fucking banging his ankle against the wall and it mm-hmm. gets a sprained ankle, it's Playboy Cardi, so it's news. Right, right. If fucking Laura does that, I'm sorry, Laura, but it's not news. <laughs> if, it's okay. But then if Laura shoots five people... She might not be the most famous person, but she did something that everybody yeah. would be interested in because it's so crazy that mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you always kind of have to be doing the, the arithmetic to figure out what's the interesting thing about this. Yes. And I didn't think like that before No Jumper. Mm. So I think that's really, I think you, you we got to give you your family. You took me out of corporate. That made me feel very good when I when we hired you and you posted about it and you said that and I was like, damn, that's awesome. You need your flowers. You took me out of corporate. What were you doing? You working at a call center? You're scamming people. I was not scamming people. <laughs> You're selling insurance or something. I was <laughs> selling insurance as well. I was an account executive for a telecommunications company, so I was kind of like the Fed fedding employees cell phone devices. So, like, if you gave everybody in here a no-jumper phone, then I would have to report to you or Josh every month and say, well, Riley is on Instagram for 10 hours a day. That was your job? Yes. Just random people who worked in some office that you didn't even know anything Mm -hmm. about? I had to tell on them. Wow. And then let them know, all right, you guys are spending this much on your bill. If you cut A, B, and C down, then... You know, your your bill would be this much or um, you have all these devices that you purchase for the um, what HR department. None of their devices have been used in three months. They're probably using their personal phones. We should cancel these lines. We'll save you guys $10,000 a month. Can I do that for you guys? No. Because I assume AD's sitting in the corner watching X videos or something. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to have those kind of analytics. That'd be great. No. No. If I buy him a phone. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. But then he's just going to look at his phone. He's going to watch porn on his other phone. Mm-hmm. It's personal. Oh, well, yeah. That's what I was doing. And like it paid good. It was cool. It was regular nine to five weekends off. But um, I always felt like I was I learned a lot working in corporate, of mm. course. But I just always felt like I'm doing this shit and it's not even in the field that I want to be in. Like I need a check in the field that I want to be in. So it makes sense. Mm. Now I can sit over there next to Laura and run into rappers, even though I'm not talking to them. But. <laughs> Ignoring them, sneaking past them, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you fucking took me out of corporate America. Right. And like, I'm too big for corporate America. I agree. Thank I think you were meant for more. 
Thank you, Adam. And I'm not bigger than nobody program, but I'm bigger than that program. Right. I cannot. I, I just it just used to stress me to fuck out. I would, you know, being six nine for all these fucking poor office people. Yeah, I was. I was a little snitch. Damn. I was a little snitch, bitch. Okay, but then <laughs> when does the okay? When did Ho Fessions come into the picture? Oh, okay. You're like, you I want to use. I want to have a platform where I could tell my sleazy little stories. Not my stories, Adam. Okay. Their Other stories. People's. Did you feel like I want to bring? Sex positivity to the hood? Okay, look, this is what happened. I went into a meeting with this company who told me that they were going to put me on every red carpet. So I showed them what I already do with the rappers and stuff, and they were like, oh, this is interesting, but when I look at your Instagram, none of your followers give a fuck about these little black people. That's what they said. These little black rappers. They don't give a fuck about them. They think you're cute. They want you to talk more. They want you to engage with them more. When I look down your page, that's what people are commenting on, and that's what has the highest engagement. Mm. Nobody gives a fuck about these little L.A. rappers, and you need to get away from that. Okay. That's what they said. Mm. Guy tried to take me out on a date same night, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, I use every single moment in my life as like a learning opportunity. So in that moment, I learned that, oh, I need to probably create some type of content that I'm engaging with. People showing my personality. You. Yeah, more right. about me. So during this same time, this is going to sound so bad, but so fucking what? Surviving R. Kelly came out <laughs> on Lifetime. And the women, of course, you saw they were sitting in front of the camera telling their stories, telling mm-hmm. their truth. And I was like, dang, like, what if I did that? Like, what if I just had somebody pull up on me and just tell their stories or about, like, rappers and shit like that? And I was like, who the fuck is really going to sit in front of a camera and tell what they do or what they know mm. about, you know, sexual encounters. So I said, what is the way that I can do that to where I'm not incriminating myself, they're not incriminating themselves, and the rapper's business is not out there. Right. So there's a woman on um, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Her name is Cheryl Strawberry. Uh-huh. She reads a strawberry letter every single morning. And I said, and I used to listen to that with my granny going to school in the morning when I was in like elementary. And I was like, oh, I can fucking do that. So I'm the friend who like my homegirls calling me like, girl, I just did, da, 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 da. Or, you know, like I'm that mm. I'm the friend that people like vent to. So I have two friends who had told me some crazy ass stories that they did. And I said, can y'all just write down exactly the, the shit you told me that you did in Vegas when you did? Da, 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 da. Can you write it down? Can you send it to me? And then I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. And then I dropped the first episode and people liked it. Right. But so you never tell your own house stories? I have two of my own stories on there. Okay. It's 70-something episodes. <laughs> I got to go watch all of them and figure out which but one you, is you me. You seem like you <laughs> go out of your way to not put yourself out there in this super sexualized way, right? Mm-hmm. But then also mm-hmm. on Ho Fashions, you're wearing your underwear, sitting there. Is, is, is that just like a gimmick to get people in? Yes. Uh-huh. Um. It's me being comfortable as the homegirl at home, talking to the other homegirls at home, and we just all won. Mm-hmm. So I prefer, like, when girls watch the show. I don't know what dudes have on when they're wearing it, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what dudes is wearing when they watching the show, but I prefer that, like, when girls wear it, like, they in a whole fashion onesie or, like, you know, in bed with a bonnet on and their mm-hmm. hair wrapped or, you know, whatever. We all just comfortable. For the we girls. All just comfortable, yeah. And then, like, Gina Views on whole fashions is a character. It's just the whole fessa. Right. You picking up what I'm putting down? I'm picking up. Okay. 
You're trying to come up with a little, you're going to make merch with that saying on it or something? No, that's some no. old nigga shit. <laughs> <laughs> you go on a podcast, you say one thing 15 times, and then you make merch that says it right after. I just got to make sure that you like, you know. I'm picking it up. You hear me knocking. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yep. Um, okay. But at some point in the gene of you's come up, you get introduced to the no jumper world. Explain your introduction to planet no jumper. Who brought you in? Just so that we can clear this up because AD always wants to be like, <laughs> I brought her around first. She was supposed to be on my show. AD did bring her around. Okay. Um, but I want to say in like maybe 2018 or 2017, there was like a tweet you had put out that you had wanted some personalities at the show. You wanted oh, some okay. like new LA people or whatever. So I retweeted it and told people to tag me and a bunch of people tagged me and you DM me. I forgot. Of course you don't remember. No. You DM me and you Fucking said. stupid white man. <laughs> it's okay. You know better now. Right. Uh, you DM me and you was like, oh, pull up to the office or whatever, whatever. Um, I think y'all was still on at the Melrose? store at that time. Okay. Yeah. And then um, we talked about me coming, like, potential dates. And then you was like, wait a minute, we're moving. It um, was like something like that. See, happening. the problem back then was I always used to, like, try to find talent. But then we also didn't have, like, employees that were really, like, a good system for us. Like, mm, filter, you know, I would yeah. get 500 DMs and I would, like, be like, fuck. And I would just fucking give Kinda up or forget about it. It was super overwhelming. Now yeah. we actually have it down mm -hmm. to a science better. So I feel like I'm, like, more ready to take on more yeah. personalities yeah but yeah that happened i already knew you know who you were and what no jumper was and i remember being super like damn like he's doing exactly what i want to do but on a higher level because uh -huh. you had like i had like local people but you had the people who were like on the cusp of the world almost you know like uh -huh. they were about to they all they blew or they were about to blow right and i just thought that was just so fucking cool that you did that i was like i just want to get in his world and just learn from you know okay um fast, fast forward a couple years couple years ad calls me and says uh I want you to come, and I think y'all had just did, like, I don't think he was even on the show yet. I don't know. He was doing the news, and we were, like, mm. trying to figure out who could do his podcast with mm -hmm. him or something, I think. He um, he had called me, and he said, Adam is looking for personalities. Uh, come up there on Friday and do the live stream with us. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I came or whatever, and shit, COVID happened, right? Yeah, and I remember having to tell AD while we were doing that live stream because we were like watching music. Yeah. And the comments, of course, are talking all <laughs> kinds of shit and there's like misogynistic stuff. <laughs> and AD is like Reading high, unfortunately, <laughs> because he used to get like way too high. Like right. He would hit the blunt a few times and he would just be done mm -hmm. and he's just reading some of the mean ass comments towards you <laughs> and he's laughing so hard at something. and i had to tell him afterwards i'm like ad you know it's our first time we should probably like not read all the comments because you know we want to take it easy on her and we yeah, don't yeah, yeah. not but that he you know he just didn't really like know that you didn't have to read every comment right 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 no it was cool though but um you weren't offended no. You got thick skin from having to be around all these guys all these years? Yeah. Like, it's, it, the thing, too, is, like, it's on the, like, these are not, to like, yeah, they're real people in reality, but, mm -hmm. like, those comments are, like, not from, like, real people. Right. But I also wasn't reading them. He was reading them. And so it's coming from him. We're laughing. Ha, ha, he. Right. Now, if I probably would have sat there and skimmed through every single comment, then I might have had my feelings hurt a little bit or felt, you know, right. a little weird. But. I remember AD, um, he hit me and was like, send me, um, 
send me a reel of what the fuck ever you've done. Uh -huh. And he said, do not send whole fashions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I remember being like, oh my God, I need to go archive every single post or Adam's going to think I'm a hoe and he's not going to take me serious. Listen, I know real hoes. And then I come <laughs> and find out, oh, he does porn. <laughs> yeah, and I don't fucking care. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I know the biggest hoes on yeah, earth. Yeah. So I mean, the last thing I would be offended by I was like oh she sits in her underwear and does the show <laughs> yeah that that's very much doesn't even hit the radar of me thinking like oh wow she's she's out there yeah no they were like super scared like leave it out don't include whole fashion so when I came I'm like oh my god he could never find out about whole fashions like I was so nervous right Oh, he did. And so then from your perspective, how did it go from you potentially being on AD's shit to Mad Lately coming out? Okay, around? so AD had hit me again after the whole debacle with, you know, with them, the, uh -huh. the, the two girls. And he was like... Oh, was after he had the viral episode with Yassi and OT? No. Oh. Thoughts next door. Oh, okay. So right. That, I think that, you were getting yeah. dragged at this time. This was an intense time. People yeah, were very upset was, about Thoughts Night Story. And then I had tweeted. I tweeted. I chimed in on it. Uh, and I tweeted, uh, Adam really got these bitches up there like I'm not sitting right here. Oh, Adam <laughs> gave these bitches a show like I'm not sitting right here. Wow. I tweeted that. And then you retweeted it or favorited it or something. But it got a bunch of retweets after mm. that. So Eddie had called me like, I'm glad you tweeted that. Like, you good. You in. Whatever. Uh -huh. Like, we got a show. So he was like, think of a name. Um, in the midst of that, he was like going, I don't forget if he was in Mexico or where the hell he was at, but he had went out of town. So we was talking, we was coming up with names and like different concepts and stuff. And he had told me like, I don't want to do the rapper thing. Like, I don't want to do us interviewing rappers. Like Adam already has that. Let's mm -hmm. come up with some other stuff. Cause that's all I was coming up with was like shit that was like, you know, with rappers. Mm -hmm. And I want to say like two days later, maybe Vic hit me and said, hey, I got a show on No Jumper. Mm -hmm. And I remember like, how the fuck he get a show on No Jumper? <laughs> and I'm just a co-host. <laughs> but um, he was like, I got a show on No Jumper. Adam said, I can get whoever I want. You the first person I thought of. Let's do it. So I sent the screenshot to AD. AD called me like, that's dope because we both want you. Mm. So I'm like, cool. Like, you know, I'm going to be on AD show and I'm going to be on Vic show. And that's how it's going to happen. And then me, Gabe, and Vic went and took pictures. And when we went to take the pictures and then we came in, AD had called me and said, why did you do that? And I'm like, what? He said, they think you want to do Mad Lately and not my show because you did pictures with them. So I was like, I'm going to just do both. And he said, no, I got Yassi. Ooh, so you're saying it's on him. I like it. No, that's not what I'm saying. As long I'm as saying it's, it's not on, on me. <laughs> If it's not on me. It's on y'all. It's on AD. But Aha, we'll blame him. I don't even think, I, I think that the situation, the way it played out, it was meant to be, because I just can't imagine how I would feel if I was in her seat that day. That would have been with weird. With the OT shit. Well, I feel like it would have been totally different. You wouldn't have been calling them weird, right? I wouldn't have been calling them weird. Yeah. Probably would have been a different situation, but I was just thinking like, damn, if that's like a best friend's day and I bring my friend and then his friend is there and we're all loaded, like, where would that conversation have gone? Would you get loaded like that on camera? No. Well, those the girls weren't drunk. Oh, just them two. Were. I think just the guys were drunk. <laughs> or if the girls were drinking at all, they were drinking very little in comparison. I'm a very, uh, very, very lightweight. Mm, like, I would have uh, guessed that. Yeah, I one shot, I'm one and done. Right. That's it. And I'm asleep drunk too, so really? I'll go to sleep. Yeah, you're not gonna catch me. <laughs> loud. <laughs> so you, you don't think you would be good on camera drunk? Uh, no, right. not at all. I actually though that clip that I was making the noises and stuff. I am drunk on that clip. 
where you're laughing your ass off? No, 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 no. It's it's on my Instagram. It's oh. else, but I was making like mouth noises, dinosaurs, whatever. You do have a distinctive laugh. When you really <laughs> laugh, it's like ah, ah, ah. Like the fans know it. They hear it in the background sometimes. <laughs> because See, that like, was a mini version of it. When something is so funny to me, you know, they say, oh, I'm dead. I can't breathe. Right. I really can't fucking breathe. <laughs> like, sounds like that, yeah. <laughs> but y'all well, funny. Y'all funny. That's why. So from your perspective, how was Mad Lately? Did you, were you guys talking in the group chat about like, damn, like the fans don't seem like they like it or the numbers aren't really coming in that crazy? What, what was um, the vibe like? The thing about it is the numbers were good for us in comparison to our YouTube channels. Okay. They were bad in comparison to no jumper mm -hmm. uh, shows. And you guys like, are seeing some of the hate and stuff probably, yeah, right? Yeah. You know? No, I, I used to see it all the time. But I would also get good comments in the middle of that. Like people mm -hmm. would be like, Oh, hate the show, love you. You need to <laughs> you need to talk to Adam and get moved to another show or you know, you guys should do this or you should take over the show. And I had just always felt like it's not my show. Like mm -hmm. I'm the co host. I would never step on anybody's toes or try to make myself be the star. And right. it's like if the if the cast is trash, the cast is trash. Like it is. It what is what do you is. think was the problem with it? Um, I think we didn't have any chemistry amongst each other because we never hung out. Mm. So we didn't have any like real friendship or, you know, relationship. And I don't, I honestly don't think we, we thought we were all comfortable with each other, but I don't think we were like mm. all comfortable with each other. But overall, I don't think Matt Laley was a show for no jumper. I think Matt Laley would work for like a complex or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And it was weird because like the other day you're on at the end of the day and I felt like we all like read the comments afterwards and we're like whoa they love gina like they fucking really fucked with you in that environment and that that was ad me duno and then you yeah, so yeah, like yeah. in that environment with you as the co-host they were really fucking with it mm -hmm. it just felt like yeah i don't know i'm mad lately like vic wasn't he's not like ad he's not like this big crazy leading mm -hmm. front man mm -hmm. you know it felt like you guys all kind of like we're co-hosting on Mad Lately sometimes. Was yeah, they were all co-hosts. <laughs> and there was no real host sometimes. <laughs> Not the sub is out. I mean, yeah. we, we got the, the subs in. Um, I I think, too, so our... Well, what we got from Vic was that Adam wants us to come on here and talk about only L.A. shit. Like mm. just LA stuff, shed light on LA, what's going on, who's hot, who's not, and be the, like, put rap political mm. type of show. I think where we probably messed up at is, I just think as a group, we probably should have been like, hey, what's something that you, what do you guys really want? What's the vision? Or, mm. you know, like we should have had some type of like internal conversations instead of us just continuing every week to do the same thing that's getting the same results. Right. Rather than not figure out a solution. I, I feel like the way we did with AD was way better where we just started with him and then the co-hosts were kind of like up in the air we didn't like marry ourselves to anybody right, like right, the right, yassy yeah. thing only really lasted like 10 episodes or 15 mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. and then the fucking uh t-rail thing was just that was cool though because that was like he was just a co-host mm -hmm. like random person on the podcast and then ad just decided that he worked good with him mm -hmm. and that was like i think that's the way i would probably always do it 
going forward is like start with one person and then mm-hmm. just try out people until you find a even good the vibe. way you're bringing Flocko in now and it's like you yeah. putting them on different shows you putting them on the news and stuff and getting an audience um familiar with them mm-hmm. before you just giving him a full show and his people like because i remember the first day i remember when you guys posted us on instagram the first day and people's in the comments said who the fuck is this because <laughs> when you put three new people you know like ad had been on the no right, jumper right, right. show yeah. so they're starting to fuck with him yeah then he has his own show so he's already got some fans from from the mm-hmm. other no no jumper thing, that just kind of made sense. Yeah, like with Flacco, we're definitely kind of just like sneaking them in slowly mm-hmm. and, and gauging how people like them, you yeah, know. Yeah. But I do think we're ready for another show. But it's like I don't know you, Flacco. Like I feel like we could develop another one now. It's just kind of even do we the way, really like in a sense, you guys are kind of like reintroducing me to the audience, mm. and I think it, it like the re the, in, the reintroduction came is like it's all right. This is a girl posting on Instagram. So you see what's going on here. You see me interviewing you. You see you yeah. are at the end of the day. We're kind of trying to, yeah. yeah. They hear my laugh. My laugh is now people tweeting about my laugh mm-hmm. <laughs> in the background. So I think like the reintroduction is probably why people are like, oh, what's up? What's this girl? And then I'm the only black girl. Mm. So that that's, you know. If we had said, hey, we want you to co-host with Crip Mac. Oh, my goodness. Would you uh, have been like, okay, I will, I will do it. Like I said, I'm not bigger than any program. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I use everything as a learning opportunity. Right. So if Adam thinks that this is something that could potentially work and we're just testing it out, I'm all for it. That's not too political for you? Um, you know, I didn't even know what his tattoo said until yesterday. Really? Yes. I feel like with a lot of people, that's the first thing they notice about him. I don't know what the... What my, so I was You're my so homeboys. gang neutral that you just don't even see the <laughs> anti-hood shit on his head. My homeboys was talking about it yesterday, and they was asking me like, "What happened with with C Mac and, and T Rail?" And mm-hmm. I was like, "Honestly, I don't fucking know. I wasn't there for neither situation, so I I honestly don't know what happened, you know." Mm-hmm. And then they was like, "Do T Rail trip off of the tattoo?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's what the big thing is. It's the right. fucking tattoo. Why didn't I know that? Like, yeah, duh. I thought it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> I thought he was just big, like." Hoover, you know, right? The K word or whatever. Mm. You know, my dad's from Hoover too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, don't know why. So that's not a conflict of interest with you representing the neighborhood card. I don't represent the neighborhood <laughs> card. I represent the Yankee hats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love baseball. You're a gang fan. <laughs> yeah. That's how I am. I'm just a fan. Adam, he's so funny. I'm a fan I like of how the you culture. did that. Yeah. I see what you see. I'll be like, I'll learn it from you too. Yeah. I'm over there taking notes from you all the time. Do you, but you think that that is a situation we should avoid? Because now Crip Mac has, at least for the time being, doesn't seem like he's coming back on the platform. The T-Rail thing was awkward. Um, it could definitely be tricky when you have two people that can't be around each other working out of the same building. I mean, in that instance, I wouldn't even have to worry about doing a podcast because he could never be here. But I'm right. not in my I'm, I will never be out at a fucking pool party with C-Mac and somebody will come do right. anything to me or him, you know. But if you if, co-hosted his podcast, that definitely could happen. Right. Like somebody might want to fucking embarrass you to get at him. Right. Not at all. I, I'm well connected and well respected. Mm. And I think that I've done enough within the city to where people are like, I just don't see it happening. Right. I don't see it happening. Talk about being a black woman in this industry. How much, uh, how much more difficult do you think it is trying to make it in this game? I'm interested in your perspective on sexism and misogyny, not to mention racism. 
as of lately, I've been dealing with a lot of um, like men being intimidated by me. Really? Yeah. As far as like, so you, I, I expect every relationship to be like my relationship with DJ Head or uh, with me and DJ Head Manager Salas or even with you mm. or AD or t Real, where you guys are just welcoming, welcoming me in and you guys just want to teach me rather than stepping on what I'm doing or telling me talking down on me or you know whatever the fuck and it's mm. like it's not realistic in this industry like I've people discredit me or feel like my opinion doesn't like like there are situations that I've been in where like my opinion is just not valued or mm. um it's just it, it I don't matter in the room because I'm the girl and I'm black it's been times where I, like I'm in a studio and rather than speaking to every single person in the room like they're doing I will literally get skipped over mm. And I mean, I don't give a fuck. But do you think a lot of times that's because I'll admit sometimes I walk into a studio with like some rappers I know or whatever. And there's fucking eight girls sitting over there. And to me, it's like, oh, they're groupies or whatever. Like, I don't really need to go talk to them. But it is weird because you like you might look like one of the groupies. Yes. But you're trying to differentiate yourself. I'm not the eighth girl. So I'll never be in a studio with 10 bitches. Mm. Like if I'm in a studio, they're asking me for feedback. We working or, you know. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not the, oh, shut up, or, mm. you know, what's up, or <laughs> roll up, y'all, like, you know, like, <laughs> I'm literally in there on some, like, professional shit, mm. and the majority of the people who have done that before are people who are familiar with me and who I am, but for whatever reason, it's like, I'm invisible. Mm. Do you run into it where, like, you're trying to work with somebody, and you, they just automatically think that this is, like, an opportunity for them to get laid? You're DMing somebody about a cipher and all of a sudden you're just they're talking about just come over. <laughs> no. I imagine that happens as a lady. It hasn't happened, but I'm sure it's gonna happen. Um, more than anything, people know that like um they see me standing next to Adam and mm. it's like, oh shit, this is my time to get in with Adam. I had somebody I had to com- completely just cut the relationship so I let them know in the beginning you know if we're going to be doing business together I don't do any pay for play I don't do I'm not doing nothing that charges people for interviews I'm not charging people to post them on my page Mm. I'm not charging them to perform or you know anything and these motherfuckers there was a performance going on and it was for a big platform Mm. and the caption said and this is like eight promoters posted it the caption said with a specific amount of money you can perform for this major network and it's Mm. a really big tv network (laughs) you can perform for this tv network and you can get an interview from gina views from at no jumper and they tag no jumper so i wake up i see it my entire like notification is full because it's promoters posting it Mm. so i call the people like what the fuck are y'all doing like i said i don't want that that's playing with my name right it's playing with my name with the artist because artists be like, oh, this is all I got to do to pay to get an interview with, with Gina. Is mm. she taking his money? And then I'm like, if fucking no jumper sees this shit, mm. they're going to be like, oh, you using our name to, you know, get interviews and stuff. So I had knew at that point, like, that was something that I should have just saw from the beginning because when we had our initial meeting, they were like, oh, do you think no jumper will be interested in doing da 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 You think no jumper will interview our eight artists that we have? And, you know, and I told them like, oh, no, I don't handle no interviews. I don't do none of that. I got the guy y'all can contact, right. but it ain't me. Right. So I noticed that people like are kind of using, I mean, are kind of seeing like who I'm standing next to and who I'm fucking with. And it's like, oh, this is my way to Adam mm. or this is my way to a DJ head or. You right. 
That's what I'm dealing with more than niggas trying to fuck. Mm, interesting. So what's this uh, thing I seen you doing with Sway? Okay, so Sway hit up DJ Head and asked Head for some content creators on the West Coast. And Head told him about me and Crystal, the DJ. Shout out to Crystal, the DJ. Uh, me and Crystal have a show called West Coast Confidential mm-hmm. where we do like the top 10 videos and stuff like that. Anyway, Sway interviewed us. And while we were there, he was like, yo, Gina, you know some like some spitters out here on the West Coast? So I was like, yeah. <laughs> Gave him a list of pe- people or whatever. So then he was like, oh, yeah, we done a cypher. Uh, you should pull up. So I was like, you know I produce cyphers. So he was like, oh, shoot, you do? Like, you know, he didn't really, he didn't know whatever. So he had me pull up. Like I said, I had brought some people with me. And then he had me come back again. And then from that point, he had just kind of told her, like, whatever I can do to help Gina get to where she needs to be. Kind of like what you, you know. Oh, okay. You, you know? This is what I'm talking about. All these men who just like. Right. We're so good at empowering it. women. Yeah. <laughs> like it's our job. So he told her, like, whatever it is that I can do to help you guys put Gina in a place and where she needs to be or whatever, like, I'll do that. And um, he had a conversation with Head and my manager, and then they I came up with the let's do a cipher series for Gina in mm. that Ginaverse. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when you met Sway, what was that like? Okay, so I'm standing there in the studio shaking, and, like, I damn near, like, wanted to, like, cry. it was, like, kind of the same thing when I had met Fab. Well, I didn't meet him, but I had, like... <laughs> <laughs> What, you breathe the same air as him? Yeah. Okay. That <laughs> fab was, air. I used to work at Stable Center, and he was walking through one of the doors at the BET Awards. I saw him. My body literally jumped out of my skin, mm. and then I, like, start hiding. And then he walked up, and then I was like, you're my favorite rapper. And he was like, thank you. And it was weird as fuck. But anyway, mm. back to Sway. Sway. Sway, um... It was, it's just, it was just kind of, like, weird because I've grown up watching him. Like, it's super cliche to say, right? Like, oh, I've been watching you on TV my whole life and now I'm here. But mm. I grew up watching him, and then it was like, I'm in the freaking room with him, and he's interviewing me, and now he wants to work with me. So, like, I kind of, like, wanted to cry. <laughs> I was excited. I was, like, kind of overwhelmed. And right. then he was just showing hella loves, and it was just like, dang, that's freaking crazy. But... Literally entire time, I have a straight face on. Nobody can tell. Right. Then one of like the producers came up to me and it was like, "You look so mean. Like, smile a little bit." That's how. That was how I met Sway too. It's like all of a sudden I'm I've been watching this guy for all these years, and then I'm just in his studio and he's just interviewing me, and he's exactly the same as yeah. he ever seemed on camera. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, damn. Like I just graduated from being a watcher to being a participant. Like and, it was nothing. And he's cool as fuck, right? Super cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to he's, Sway. He's everything that you would want to be as a person who's been in this game for fucking 50 years. You yes. know, he's still just cool as fuck, still open to new shit, <laughs> still just like down for the content, down for the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, is it, did you expect him? Cause like, I've, I've been like having kind of like weird experiences where I'm meeting people and they like not as nice as like I would expect them to be. Hmm. Like Bryson Tiller threw a menu at me. He probably doesn't even know he did it. Threw a menu? <laughs> yeah, he kind of like, like tossed it, but really? let me put those back before I mess up. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but like I would expect him to be somebody that's like super freaking nice, and mm. I don't even think it had anything to do with me. He probably was having a bad night, you right. know. You got to be careful about just thinking that somebody is the way that you met them, because sometimes you meet um, somebody might run into me, and I might be having a bad day, and they might say like, "Yo, can I get a photo?" I'll be like, "Nah." 
And then they're going to go for the rest of their life. He was a dick. I saw him at Disneyland. He wants to get yes. photo with me. <laughs> and it's like, there's a ton of other people who are like, they see me. Hey, can we get a photo? Yeah, sure, man. How you doing? Whatever. You know, like, it's so, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I, I, I do, obviously, like, it's just a human thing to do that if you're yeah. around somebody for two minutes and they're a dick, then you're just going to think they're a dick. But also, yeah. I've been told that I'm unapproachable and that I look mean as fuck. And it's like, dang, that's messed up because I feel like I'm like a bubbly, sweet, nice person and shit. But people have told me like my first impression is fucking horrible. You just have your guard up a little bit, I think. <laughs> Adam, you want to know what's funny? What? Thought you were an asshole. At what point? And the for first day I came. Really? Yeah. But you were like rolling up the whole time and I think you was playing poker. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely be an asshole. Yeah, football, you know, you're yeah, so cool, you know. Yeah, I'm laid so back. You're right about football. You're chilling. Right about yeah. I was probably worried about the pandemic. Yeah, you probably was like, I wonder if this bitch vaccinated. <laughs> that was way before that. <laughs> How old are you now? Yeah, 20 sexy, seductive, and sophisticated. <laughs> you like where, that? Where do you see yourself? Like, what would you like? your role in this game to be if you could look at your career in 10 years and be like this is where you want to be at i want to be the angie martinez of my generation mm. i want people to mention me when they mention like big boy sway even roxy and terrence free and aj like us angie martinez dj head like mm. that's what adam mm. <laughs> that's what i want to be like i want to be on the la media mount rushmore one day right and but my biggest goal um i really 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 would love to have like my own freestyle show mm. or um something like a 106 and park if they ever if, if viacon ever decides to bring <laughs> back 106 and park or gina's world like cedar's world or right. the basement or something like that like that's the type of show that i want um i also really want to produce cyphers for the bt uh, hip-hop awards and mm. host them i want to start off with hosting them but when i'm like 40 50 i want to produce them all right that's <laughs> dope yeah, that's, that's jada what uh but so working in no jumper has been good I, that made me feel very good when you were like you adt rel you guys just want to see me be great you're just yeah. trying to encourage me when it even times like when you were in um interviewing um the girls from see the thing is uh-huh. And um, when you guys were talking and you guys were talking, like I forget what the fuck y'all talking about. I just remember when you said my name. Okay. <laughs> but you were like, even Gina over there, she has a show called Whole Fashions. Or like when you're interviewing people and you bring me up or even like when you fucking tweet or whatever the fuck, I feel like you do a great job of like embracing me and you don't have to do that. Mm. Like you, you show me a lot of fucking love and it's like, it's just welcoming arms. Like, you know, like I think we, we like, just want to be part of the come up. And I think that's dope as fuck. Like if Gina wins, we look we good. Yes. We look like we did something good, right? So now I need you to get my man up here. Oh my god! Don't say the name. I won't. Cause they went crazy in my mentions. In his what is it about him that you just fucking love him so much? I is don't it the know. music? Is it his looks? It's the. I'm super into like um, dudes with like that accent from over there. Where is he even from? New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the just like the East Coast accent is just so mm. <laughs> I don't know, it just gets me going every wow. time. <laughs> you can wear your Yankees hat out there and nobody'll say shit. Nobody will say you blend right in. No, no, no. They game bang out there. Right. Yeah. But wearing a Yankees hat is just a regular hat. It's probably there. it's like probably wearing an LA hat out here, huh? Yeah. hundred percent. But yeah, you're you've been welcoming me with open orders, you've been embracing me, you retweet me post me here and there like <laughs> even when you was like um 
and this is like back to Matt lately, but when we had came in, I remember the, like one of the first things you said was, I don't want you guys to stop nothing that you're doing, continue what you're doing, mm -hmm. and you know, it'll, everything will grow once you, you know, when, you, when you're here. And even when we did the social media, how you like, make sure you guys tag yourself under each post. I've gotten so many fucking followers from that. Mm. And you didn't have to do that because some people look at that as like, you guys are, you're looking for clout or, you know, whatever the fuck. But you're like, no, I need y'all followers. <laughs> I like y'all to have followers and I like y'all to, to yeah. put your name at the end of the post because it at least helps get the point across. I'm like, this is not just Adam posting about you getting arrested. There's other people on the team posting these things. But what's funny as shit is when you can see a post that Flacco did and the no jumper version is like, so-and-so was assaulted at the mall in Atlanta. Yeah. And then you click Flacco's name and you get to see his version of it was like, Pussy ass got the beats at the mall in Atlanta. He can't never come back. Like, Flacco has the way more controversial framing. Yes, he does. <laughs> he that, that Flacco. You like him, though? Yeah, Flacco's cool. Okay, that's Flacco's good to know. Flacco's cool. For sure. What If you had one thing that you wanted to tell the people out there that will help advance the Gina Views cause, that will help get you to Angie Martinez's status by the time that you are menopausal. Menopausal is wild. <laughs> many, many years away. I don't know, Adam. I don't know. What would I tell them? Like, what? I'm Gina Views. I'm cute, and I know about rap. So follow me. Oh, that's what I would say. If I is that Gina your impression Views. of me? My impression of you is when you go. <laughs> Run my hair through the transplant. Can I ask you a question? Is it about my hair? No. Okay. I know all about your hair. Sure. <laughs> at what point were you was like oh yeah it's time it's time for the interview for gina yeah uh what did we it was before the boogie thing and everything or was it was it after at the end of the day no it was before that yeah it was before that i don't know i feel like at a certain point once somebody has been on the channel long enough and stuff it's good to just really do the deep dive but you don't want to do it too soon when people yeah. don't necessarily know or whatever you know t-rell he put up a fucking fit because he realized that everybody <laughs> had been interviewed besides him at one point so that's had to do his. that's hero he'll do that he's a funny guy <laughs> for sure um okay anything else anybody you want to thank i feel like i thanked everybody yeah you know? shout out to y'all shout out to everybody whatever i make niggas rap mm. rap Mm -hmm. Rap, motherfucker. <gasps> is that another impression of me? Or that's just you saying what I said? That's just anyone saying, saying rap, motherfucker. Okay. All right, bye, y'all. Appreciate you. Gina Views, <laughs> thank you for being part of the team. I'm very glad to help. Thank uh, you for putting me on the team. Also, you know what part of it was? Was when we were at the live show and I had like multiple girls stand up in the fucking crowd and be like, Adam, we need a girl on camera more often. Like uh, there's no female perspective. I was like, shit, that is a good point. So what's up? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Gina, Gina Views, not Gina Booze. No Jumper, <laughs> coolest podcast in the world. Like, comment, and subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate y'all. Like, comment, and subscribe to Whole Fashion. Yeah. <laughs>